Tonight on Hipstarter Night, now available on iTunes. Purchases now online at hipstar.ca. It is tonight. Tonight on Hipstarter Night. Tuesday, July 18, 2017. Wrestling is like ice cream. Different varieties of flavors. But in the end, like the mixed flavors kind of like really blend in with the regulars. And still in the end, you still have got like five to eight primary colors. The basic flavors of ice cream. And people know if they like vanilla or if they like chocolate, they're going to go to it every time. They know what promotion they're going to. They might try like a different hybrid, like strains of weed as well, right? But they know what they like. And they're going to stick to it. Like wrestling is a huge variety, man. And with this big war through the internet throughout the world with Cornette versus Russo, now they got a restraining order. They can't actually be physically near each other, even though they just talk words and that's kind of all their careers are based upon now. They kind of deny that this analogy really exists, that, that, that there is different types and they can't accept that wrestling has evolved. We've made different hybrids of, of wrestling. It's, it's, it's all different now. I'm kind of a little fed up with this because these guys, they are very expressive with their insights of wrestling. The founding fathers of the overexpressive wrestling podcast, those two are dynamite, we, we got to admit. And I've tried to reach out for the past two years to Cornette. Tons of emails, tweeting him, getting on his producers, and not one response. And I think he would do a big service to Ontario if he reached out to us. If you want to save the business, if you want to help it, why aren't you doing it for other countries? Don't have to be in your gimmick, an ignorant prude that just doesn't want to help anybody but your local backyard. And it's, it's, it's mean, man. It hurts my feelings. Russo is a little stronger. He has something different to offer. And then he realizes that there's different flavors. He, he respects that. He knows that he likes his vanilla or his chocolate or bubble gum. But at least he's updating himself on what wrestling is now. And he wants to still keep helping out and updating wrestling and coming up with new ideas. Is that so wrong? At least he's not Cornette where he's just, no, I'm not leaving my country. I'm a, a fake Republican that doesn't admit it. Number one, uh, just speaking on behalf of James E. Cornette, mm-hmm. where it has been proven at the, uh, and it has been recorded and documented that Jim Cornette is not allowed in this country anymore legally, in Canada I'm speaking of, really? uh, for trying to cross to do a Comic-Con or something of that nature, a live event with his Cornette collectibles and got sent back across. Okay. So, uh, with that being said, his ladies, he has an upcoming booking in Detroit at the Kogo Hall. Okay. Kogo Hall, whatever the fuck it's called. Okay. Get to see Jim Cornette is uh, at that uh, event, and that's available over at jimcornette.com. I never asked him now, to start, come uh, here. I, I never know. asked him to come here. I asked him to just get on he's the air. He's not going to offer. He's not going to offer advice to a country that he can't work in. What you're missing, the point about is Jim Cornette is consistently over on all his live performances, whether it be a house show, in-ring, manager skills, commentary, or his very own podcast. Okay. Consistent. Or, or even as a guest, he's consistent at a home run. Yeah. Now, Vince Russo yeah, we'll is fucking a, a, a man looking for a job for the past six years. Cornette is still making money in this industry, but Cornette is not going to offer advice to people like you where he can't work, Cornette can't work your style or your era or the fucking Chuck Taylors or the fucking cheeseburgers of the world. He, can he can't it, work maybe. with this shit. 
That's why he's not a Ring of Honor. You understand? Well, he, so he gave for up him to be giving you advice for advice for what? For you to make money? I don't think so. For you to make money? Not to, that's I, know, I never about. asked for money either, and I, I wasn't going to. I wasn't going to be like, wow, you I got this great hour in interview. Pay me first. You don't know what to do in your own industry, so you're asking Jim Cornette what to do with your own industry. Yeah. A man that, you know, exactly. A man that's not going to pay dues, not going to figure out how to do it on his own. Yeah. Just go get a t-shirt at fucking Value Village and act like you got a new gimmick, like you're fucking Screech or somebody, yeah. instead well, of a man that's worked at it 30 years. Yeah. You know, that racket didn't come out of nowhere. You knew how to work the fucking gimmick. <sighs> Yeah, okay, sure, he doesn't want to offer, he doesn't want to give us advice or acknowledge, but because okay, he's well, still got that Russo following over there of closed-minded American states that he's warping into thinking that his mindset is right. But because of that, those states are not opening their mind with wrestling. They're still closed-minded, watching Raw, and still like, oh, they're not doing it like they used to. They are! And, re- and that's why wrestling's so shitty on TV now. And that's why ratings are so low. It's so bad, man. Wrestling, like, Vince is suffering. Why? Because like you said last uh, couple weeks ago, networks are taking over. They're seeing wrestling yes. in different ways. Glows, uh, yes. glow specials, right? Different. We have different providers. Exactly. But Cornette just wants to stay in his backyard and talk about the Boogie Woogie Man yes. and the times when they just work headlock takeovers for 30 minutes. And nobody wants there to see that anymore. There is still a market for that. There is still a market for that oh, in the Memphis area, in the Nashville area. Jeff Jarrett does the same shit. Yeah. It's all the same fucking shit out down south. And Vince Russo just wants to be the Howard Cerner pro wrestling. He's just looking at ratings. He's looking at throwing chicks with tits out there and midgets. Which means money. Fucking, you know. Which means money. I get it, I get it. But that's the 90s, bro. Oh, that's the not 90s. What it is now. now it's Finn Balor. Finn Balor's not going to go do that shit. He's going to put on a performance art. No, okay. Of course he's not. But again, like, as okay, any writer that tries to write eight different storylines for one feud... You know, seven of them are going to be silly because, you know, it's his job to keep, like, expanding, running on top of just one feud. I only have two basic characters to work with, but I'll just try to think of anything. Jay, hear me out here. Wrestling for the past 20 years on TV, they've only had two purposes as to why they're fighting each other. Either you did something with my girl and I'm mad and I got to stick up for my girl or you got something I want. You know, that competitive bullshit masculine mentality of like, I'm going to be the best. I'm going to be the champion. But you know what? It's not relatable. It's so fucking predictable and shallow and pedantic. <laughs> and I can't support it anymore. You know what I want to do, Jay? I want to write some storylines that people are, might not use, sure, but at least I'm going to offer something different that you can throw into wrestling. Seinfeld meets wrestling. Larry David meets wrestling. Very relatable, basic storyline. Say, for instance, Jay, did you pick up that $10 tip that I put down when we were at that uh, restaurant last week? No, bro, I didn't. Yeah, you totally did. I want that $10 back. Oh, folks, coming up after the break, we got a $10 tip match. But it's relatable. Yes, it's well, silly. Sure. We, we, you know, it. we also had Judy Bagwell on a pole match. Judy Bagwell on a fucking forklift <laughs> match. Yeah. Uh, any sort of shit that Vince wrote killed. Here's a trivia question for you. Besides okay. down Diamond Dallas Page, who, with the names Vince Blank, ends in USSO, killed WCW. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's a very yeah. obvious. Uh... You can kiss Nitro goodbye because of Vince Russo. Yeah. You can kiss TNA goodbye because of Vince Russo, and you can kiss the Attitude Era goodbye okay. because of Vince Russo. Well, Jim Cornette is still doing podcasts. Of course he is. He's just another creative artist who has to keep expanding and building on top. And uh, you you can't blame him for that. Yes, those eras died because his name was attached. But doesn't mean he's the only one to blame. There was an entire cast of writers writing then, too. How can we don't blame them? How can we don't blame Pritchard? Because they're the ones that are hiding, and Vince Russo wants to put himself in the spotlight, and Vince Russo wants to go public on his fucking podcast. And talk about how everything should be fucking handled by Vince Russo and how wrestling was only good because of Vince Russo. It's getting you nowhere. Even he you has like a an respect asshole. and You're knows restraining orders against a fucking manager that lives two states away from you. Yeah. You're a fucking asshole. Well, for the heat of your podcast, because again, maybe he's not getting work in what's he what he wants to work in. Like you argue, no. yeah, why doesn't he go work for a soap opera? Because he doesn't want to. And he knows his biggest strengths of creativity pertains because to wrestling. he's not marketable anymore. He's 56 years old. He doesn't chance. have the mindset of these millennials now. He doesn't have the mindset of these young writers coming out, creating some of these programs for Netflix. And yet millennials he will listen to his podcast. Done. He is chopped liver. He is <sighs> finished. Finito. His beard no. looks so fucking ridiculous. He's living in a cave somewhere. And, and sitting in his basement writing podcasts on his father's account. His father's <laughs> Skype account. Can you, you believe well, this? His father recently passed, um, and now he's tributing his father. And it's a hard loss, and he's getting over it, but he's still working. The man just doesn't give up. And I, I love the persistence. I love his energy. And you can't say he's not relating to the millennials, because at least he's trying. Cornette is still encouraging these late 20-something people that are just aging their bodies by sitting down, eating ice cream and sugar, and just thinking that, yeah, the Rock and Roll Express was the best tag team ever. How dare you? How ignorant and closed-minded, man. Those days are done, and we need to adapt and evolve. We need to think of something new, and we can't chastise the people that think of the absurd ideas. And I, I bless, bless that man, because he doesn't want to work by himself. Get, put him in a team. And at least he'll have new, fresh ideas to throw him in. And I think him and I, for Hogtown Wrestling, would do wonders as far as a writing crew goes. Look at the it's, product. Uh, it's, it's very important that I share this with the audience. This okay. one coming in uh, is Moore at Hotmail.com. Steven Klenko, Ooh. Uh, Kitchener, Ontario. Writing in, guys, heard about the upcoming special that you guys are looking for do a publicity stunt with the Russo Cornette heat gimmick. Yeah. Uh, if you want to get yourself over, write Glenn Gilberti, who used to be Disco Inferno, because he brings everything up on podcasts. He does. Cornette yeah. and Russo will ignore this because they're too high-powered and Glenn Gilberti's got nothing to do. No, Hashtag right. Glenn Gilberti. Uh, P.S. Hipstar. Vince Russo's father is still alive. He was just on the podcast last week. Oh, Covering wow. for you, bro. Lawsuits. Gnarly the Hippie. Love you, bro. Kitchener, Ontario. Ouch. Ouch. Well, oh, there you go. thanks uh, for writing in. Faithful caller that you are. Um, yeah, well, maybe we'll reach out to Disco Inferno. That guy uh, he had tons of gambling fees. Surprised that he still has all of his limbs and that he didn't get in more trouble than he already did. He served some jail time, right. and, you well, know, he did some comic cons. Word on, but... on the street is he's managing a strip club at Sapphires in Vegas. That's yeah. uh, the information I got here from my source. Well, so good for him. Yeah, absolutely good for him. And Disco Inferno had some really absurd storylines that I can't necessarily agree with. But 
art is supposed yeah, to evolve. Art is supposed to be different. Okay, we did not like Mr. Brainwash when he just got kicked out by Banksy and he just started photocopying and just doing old Warhol paintings and just putting his own fucking take on that. He's obviously he's obviously stealing. He's stealing other people's work and just putting another stamp or a different color on top of it and saying that it's co- completely original. No, no, that's, that's uh, why let me law ask you something. now. It's not Let me good. ask a question. Who, who was the head writer during the Disco Inferno era? Mr. Russ. Mr. That, Russo. That would be Vince Russo. Vince yeah. Russo, uh, again, with a failed gimmick, a failed promotion, and a failed uh, good Kish TBS programming. Goodbye. Thank you, Vince. Uh, Jim Cornette would have never hired Disco Inferno, and that's why Jim Cornette is so Because he can still get the Rock and Roll Express book while Disco Inferno is working Sapphires. Uh, mm. You know, call him if you need a limo service. Well, hey, man. You know, um, yeah, Cornette would have never hired these guys that took a chance. And wanted to be unique and colorful. If you want your ratings to get better, we need to take a chance. We need to be a little more creative than something of an idea that we got 50 years ago. I respect your opinion, Jay. But I'm just saying as a listener base, consider what wrestling would be like if we had more relatable storylines that weren't involving cookie cutter promos about a man in his underwear just wanting a belt in the end. Yeah, and we need a lot more characters that shake their hips to John Travolta music yeah. and come out in a retro, uh, you know, match against the Wonder Kid Alex Wright. You're damn right. That's what killed wrestling, you know, and still to this day, you can you can go all the way back to 1984, mm. Madison Square Garden, Hulk Hogan wins the uh, WWF title off the Iron Sheet. Match is still memorable, uh, over 30 fucking years, Hipstar, that match is so memorable. I can't remember what John Cena did last week on SmackDown. Yeah. That's the difference. Because it's still all the same. And it's probably something that he did yeah. six months ago. So why? Jim Cornette will outwork Vince Russo on any fucking given day. And if Vince Russo had any balls, he wouldn't be running down and put restraining orders on Cornette. He would accept him at this fucking challenge. Like, he always wants to go on these podcasts because... He wants to get heat with these podcasts. He's gotten more heat in the past few weeks than Raw has Mm. because fucking Raw's ratings have been dropped. Don't analyze Raw anymore. You're killing the fucking product, Russo. You just admitted it. Fuck, man. The man's getting ratings, and yeah, he's doing some things that might be useless tactics, but the man still has a voice, all right? And I'm not saying that I'm right. I'm not saying that Jay Moore's wrong. I'm just saying, as the listener, give it some thought. Give it some thought. On a two for Tuesday. Do you want to evolve? Or do you want to stay the same? And ruin something until it's completely gone. Let's see. They say it's been an evolution. Yeah, you know. Happy Tuesday. Go wrestling. Ta-da. 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 Ta-